Hello and welcome to ClassicalPodcast.com. I'm Lou Smoley, and it's been our great pleasure to offer you our diverse programs of classical music, which include commentary, panel discussions, and interviews, all free of charge for more than five years. We are delighted with the huge response to our programs and are proud of the fact that ClassicalPodcast.com is the most listened to website of its kind in the world. If you've enjoyed our programs and would like to have them continue as a free service, please consider supporting the website by making a contribution. Donations are made through PayPal on our website homepage, classicalpodcasts.com. We encourage you to make a monthly contribution if you can. All revenues from our donations will be used to defray the expenses of the website. Classicalpodcast.com, Inc. is a nonprofit organization, and all donations are tax-deductible under applicable U.S. tax laws. We thank you for listening to our programs, hope you continue to do so, and for your generous support of ClassicalPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of Buried Treasure. I'm Lou Smoley, uh, and in this program we're going to continue with the second part of our two-part series on Italian composers of the Baroque era who wrote violin concertos. Uh, And in part one, we played a violin concerto by Alessandro Marcello, whose younger brother, Benedetto, was also a composer and wrote violin concerti. Seventeen years Alessandro's junior, Benedetto was born in 1686 in Venice. He studied with Antonio Lotti and Francesco Gasparini. Both were important composers uh, and music teachers in Venice during the early 18th century. Benedetto's father wanted him to go into law in combination with becoming a performer. As I mentioned in part one, uh, his brother Alessandro Uh, became a member of the uh, Italian Council, uh, and uh, this is the governing body of Venice. Uh, And so many years, I think it was 16 years later, his brother Benedetto did as well. Uh, Benedetto wrote a substantial number of works in a Vivaldian vein. His best-known work was Estro Poetico Armonico, written between 1724 and 1727, uh, a cantata setting of the first 50 psalms. Uh, His music was well-received both in Italy and in England. Uh, Grove considered his music to be imaginative, finely wrought, uh, and in its contrapuntal elements, uh, quote, progressive and gallant, unquote. We're going to listen to uh, Benedetto Marcello's Concerto a Cinque for Violin and Orchestra in D major, opus one, uh, it's from the Opus One set, uh, and is, it limits its treatment of the solo violin to elaboration, but gives its thematic material more substance than, say, for example, Veracini, who we will hear later in the program. Carol Glenn is the violinist with the Austrian Tonkonsler Orchestra, directed by Lee Scheinen. 
Concerto a Cinque for violin and orchestra in D major from the Opus 1 set of Benedetto Marcello.
begun the second part of our program on the Italian Baroque Violin Concerto uh, with Benedetto Marcello's Concerto a Cinque for Violin and Orchestra in D major from his Opus 1 set performed by Carol Glenn, the violinist with the Austrian Tonkonsular Orchestra, directed by Lee Scheinen. Our next composer, born in Florence four years after Benedetto Marcello, to a family of painters as well as merchants and a paternal grandfather who was a distinguished violinist, uh, is Francesco Maria Veracini. Veracini soon moved to Venice, uh, and at little more than 20, he was already recognized as a violin virtuoso. As the story goes, when Giuseppe Tartini, who was also to become one of the great violin virtuosi of his day, was two years younger than Veracini, uh, the older maestro uh, played, and Tartini was so overwhelmed by, by his, his performance that he retired uh, to perfect his technique. A contemporary of Vivaldi and Albinoni, Veracini toured Europe as a performer and achieved quite a reputation. One of his students was Pietro Locatelli, who we'll hear from later. Uh, he was, of course, another eminent violinist. Uh, and uh, like Benedetto Marcello, Veracini was highly praised in London. Veracini's violin concerto in A major is part of the collection of Concerti a Cinque, concerto for five parts, published around 1719. Strictly Venetian and Vivaldian in style, this concerto begins with a vivacious theme and develops through arpeggiation in the soloist. The A major concerto is in three movements. They are marked allegro, grave, allegro. The middle part, the grave section, uh, inserts the soloist between two short orchestral episodes. The rapid finale plays on scales, arpeggios, and progressions. We hear the L'arte dell'arco with Federico Guglielmo, the solo violinist and conductor.
We've heard the Concerto for Violin and Orchestra in A Major by Francesco Maria Veracini, performed by L'Arte dell'Arco with Federico Guglielmo, the solo violinist and conductor. The name Giuseppe Tartini is familiar mostly for his notorious Devil's Trill Sonata, one of over 200 that he wrote. Tartini was also prolific as a composer of violin concertos, reputed to have written 135 of them, though many remain lost. Though three years his senior, Tartini began writing violin concertos in the style of Locatelli, including demanding cadenzas. Tartini's style became more elegant and song-like over the years, in keeping with the purity of his tone and the flexibility of his technique. Often, he headed his slow movements with titles, sometimes from operas, the texts of which were written by Metastasio. In his later years, Tartini became more philosophical in character, imbuing his works with profound introspection, as well as mathematical philosophical speculation, uh, rather than the typical technical display. We're going to hear his violin concerto in B-flat major. Uh, this is an unusually extensive concerto. It has four movements, marked grave, allegro, largo, and allegro. The cadenza in the last movement was not written out, but was to be improvised. Tartini wrote a treatise on orientation, which the editor of his concerto, the violinist Adrian Chandler, who performs it on the recording we're going to hear, consulted. And so let's listen then to the concerto for violin, strings, and continuo in B-flat by the celebrated Italian Baroque composer Giuseppe Tartini. It's performed by La Serenissima with uh, Adrian Chandler, the violinist and conductor. <laughs>
Concerto for Violin in B-flat major by Giuseppe Tartini was performed by Les Serenissima with Adrian Chandler, both violinist and conductor. We mentioned the name Locatelli earlier. Uh, he was born in Bergamo in northern Italy in 1695, a child prodigy of impressive note. Uh, in 1711, he was sent to Rome to study with Corelli. Uh, but Corelli died only two years later. So rather than find another teacher, Locatelli thought that he was good enough to make it on his own, so he traveled a good deal. In 1721, his 12 Concerti Grossi, Opus 1, was published. It was significantly influenced by Corelli, though not truly violin concerti. Um, they are noble and austere, seem somewhat old-fashioned, in accordance with the current tastes at the time, which preferred grace to technical display. The Opus One became a mainstay in Locatelli's music catalog. After much traveling, Locatelli settled in Amsterdam, where he was to remain for the rest of his life. He was not only a violin virtuoso, but a celebrated teacher and music publisher. Locatelli avoids the strict alternation of soloist and orchestra that was typical of his contemporaries. Frequently, central movements are not merely composed of a solo aria surrounded by short orchestral passages, as is also typical of the music of Tartini and Vivaldi. Lyricism is not found only in the slow movement, but throughout the concertos, which are not primarily works to show off the technique of the soloist. And we're going to present one that is unusually serious in character, his Concerto da Chiesa uh, in C minor, opus 4, number 11. Uh, this I, I chose, notwithstanding the famous opus 1 set, uh, because it's an unusual setting for, for a concerto to be da Chiesa, of the church, as it were. Uh, it was written in the Roman style of Concerto Grosso and the three-movement form of the Venetian solo concerto. The scoring calls for separate viola parts, two of which are used as soloists. They are joined by two solo violins and a solo cello with continuo, as in the Roman style. Once again, we hear La Serenissima with Adrian Chandler both serving as violinist and conductor.
music of Locatelli, his Concerto da Chiesa in C minor, opus 4, number 11, was performed by La Serenissima, directed by Adrian Chandler, who also played the violin solo. Neapolitan composer Leonardo Leo was best known for his operas, but he did write some concertos, including the violin concerto we will hear shortly. Leo struck a balance between the formerly strict style of the Bolognese, Torelli, and the newer Galan style that was emerging during his time. We're going to hear the concerto in D major, uh, which has four movements marked Maestoso, Fuga, which is an allegro moderato, moderato, and allegro. The Musica Antiqua of Cologne is directed by Reinhard Gable. Thank you. 
music of Leonardo Leo, uh, his concerto in D for violin and orchestra, was performed by the Musica Antiqua Cologne, directed by Reinhard Gebel. Our next composer was not a virtuoso violinist, but an oboist. Yet he was not only an important Italian Baroque composer, but he did write violin concerti. I'm speaking of Giovanni Battista Sammartini. Born in Milan in 1701, Sammartini was best known as a composer of the early form of the symphony. He began writing in the Baroque manner of Vivaldi, but his style became more elegant as that era began to develop. His innovative symphonic writing had a strong influence on the Mannheim school of composers who virtually created the modern symphony. Sammartini was a prolific composer, wrote 68 symphonies, 10 concerti, three operas, and some of the earliest chamber music in music history. His many pupils included Gluck, and he was called Haydn's predecessor. We're going to hear his violin concerto in C major, probably written before 1762. It's truly a symphonic work and clearly foreshadows the classical concerto. Its long orchestral introduction also foreshadows Haydn. The solo violin is accompanied by the orchestra with material drawn from thematic motives. This concerto is in the traditional fast-slow-fast form, and the work as a whole anticipates the classical era. Again, I apologize somewhat for the unmanageable glitch that occurs during the slow movement. We hear again Carol Glenn, violinist with the Austrian Tonkunstler Orchestra, directed by Lee Scheinen. <laughs> Thank you. 
Concerto for Violin and Orchestra in C Major by Giovanni Battista Sammartini was performed by Carol Glenn, the violinist, with the Austrian Tonkunstler Orchestra, directed by Lee Scheinen. Despite his extraordinarily short lifespan, Giovanni Pergolesi achieved lasting fame, primarily as the composer of the opera La Serva Padrona, and to a lesser extent, his Stabat Mater. Several works that were attributed to him were discovered to have been written by others. But that only indicates the degree of Pergolesi's fame, especially one so young uh, at the time that he wrote his music. He was only 26 at his death. Stylistically, Pergolesi, in a short time that he had to compose, was already continuing the development of the classical style while still drawing upon elements of the Baroque. We're going to hear his violin concerto uh, in B-flat, uh, and, and judging from the solo part, Pergolesi must have been acquainted with the music of Vivaldi and Locatelli. The Vivaldian scheme of alternating tutti and solo passages appears in the outer movements, 
Also, the concerto's tripartite structure puts him squarely behind Vivaldi and his school. The Largo middle movement is in G minor and is a Siciliana with a dominant dactylic rhythm. Notice the striking resemblance of the main theme with Schubert's song Stention. The final allegro offers two themes. The first is decidedly rhythmic, the second more genteel. A cadence appears before the final statement of the main theme. In comparison with Pergolesi's famous predecessors, Vivaldi, Locatelli, and Tartini, who were all virtuoso performers, Pergolesi wrote this concerto as a courtesy for a friend who was a proficient violinist and had a considerably impressive technique. We hear this work, the concerto in B-flat for violin and strings, performed by Georg Eger, the violinist, with the Württemberg Chamber Orchestra of Heilbronn, directed by Jörg Ferber, the music of Giovanni Pergolesi. <laughs> Thank you. 
And so with the concerto in B-flat for violin and strings by Giovanni Pergolesi, uh, we conclude our two-part series on the Italian Baroque Violin Concerto. Next time on Buried Treasure, we'll begin a series on the symphonies of the German-Dutch composer Julius Röntgen. And until then, this has been Lou Smoley for Buried Treasure. And please don't forget to make a contribution to the website to keep it a free service. Just go to our homepage at classicalpodcasts.com where you can donate any amount through PayPal.